Paul Douglas with Jordana Green. I think it's Wednesday. <laughs> not, not absolutely sure, but uh, going to go with that. Hey, Jor, how are you it doing? It is. Hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. It's been a crazy morning, but I'm so happy to be with you. Despite the Twins game, Ugh, I never really want to follow that, but next game will be better, right? We have a whole season ahead of us. And they, they play that game like in record time. They blasted yeah. through that game. And I have yeah. a theory. It's probably a stupid theory. Do, do the uh, players play faster when it's cold? Kind of like, hey, Ooh, we want to get out of here. Let's get this over with. <laughs> Win or lose, we're out of here. Let's go. Yeah. It's miserable in Minnesota. Sorry chop, uh, chop, to the chop. other team, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you'd think we'd have a weather edge, right? For these players in L.A., they come up here and go, exactly. what the heck is this? Not exactly, today. right? Not and it's been friend. a wild time in sports and in weather for Minnesota, but we have a, a guest on the line that we were going, you and I were going, or you were going to record this interview before the show because we thought the game was going to last longer and we were yep. going to play it. But we are so glad to have Dr. Gregory Poland, our vaccinologist from the Mayo Clinic, joining us live. Hi, Dr. Poland. Hey, Jordan. How are you, Jordana? <laughs> We're good. We're good. And Dr. Poland, as always, is joining us on on the John Schuster Group hotline. So we are um, glad you're here. I have before we get into all the nuts and bolts. Can I ask a personal question, Paul? Is that okay? Of course. Uh, no. No, you may not. I, I, I heard you know, is, it, is it about Paul or me? <laughs> I have this rash. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, this is this is about this Evu Shield that folks yeah. are getting, and I I had access to it and I got it the other day. Yeah. And here's a here's a little warning. Um, and David told me not to say it on the air, but I'm saying it anyway. It's two shots in the butt, one in each cheek. By oh. the way, so yeah. everyone should just be aware when they go get Wait, their Evu Shield. It was stereo. <laughs> Really? <laughs> and you know, part of the part part of the reason for that, Jordan, is with the with the BA two variant circulating, we're having to give double the dose we normally would give, and that's why it's become a butt, buttock injection. It was an arm injection. Interesting. Well, Doc, I just got it. So then, does this mean I don't have to get a fourth booster? Does it act like a booster? Because it's my understanding it's monoclonal antibodies. It is. It's it's two of them, and uh, so no reason for you to get a booster at this point. Great. Great. Doctor, okay, so people should know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking of boosters, uh, by the way, Dr. Bol- Poland, thank you for joining us today. We, yeah, we, look, we look forward to having you on the show. And uh, <laughs> thank you, give you. Us, you give us the information straight with no spin, and we appreciate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking of getting my, my second booster and um, I'm just wondering if I know everybody's situation is different, but I've obviously been vaxxed and I had my first booster, but that was back in like October. So my sense is that whatever immunity I, I had or have has waned. It has diminished somewhat. And now with this BA2 variant, which correct me if I'm wrong, more contagious, maybe a little bit less severe. But man, there are a lot of people sick right now. And I know the CDC, FDA, keeping it optional. They're not saying run out and get a second booster, but they are saying for people that are older and immunocompromised who may be concerned about another surge uh, this summer, might not be a bad idea getting boosted. What would you add to that? Yeah. Jordana, what do you think? Should he get it in the butt? <laughs> really? Twice. Twice. Do you really have to go there? 
Really? <laughs> no, Paul, Paul it's, a, it's, a, it's a great question. So what CDC did was give a permissive um, recommendation. The way I would break that down is if you're elderly, if you're immunocompromised, if you have a list of, of medical problems, um, then, then you, you're exactly the person that we would want to give a booster. But you're not. You're healthy. You're younger. And so the question is, um, what, this, what this recommendation is based on is one Israeli study showing a 78% decrease in death if you were to get Omicron with this second booster. But you've got to break that down. What that means is that your risk of dying without that booster is about 0.1%. Your risk, if I give you that booster, is 0.03%. A measurable difference, but a really fractional difference. So why even consider getting a booster? Well, if you fit into those categories I talked about, you know, death and complication and hospitalization is a possibility. But for people like you and I, it would really be to avoid infection, being off work, and the possible complications of infection, which we can talk about if you want. They are considerable. Including but long COVID? Per- long COVID yeah, as well? including long COVID, yeah. absolutely. And, and, you know, but that protection is probably measured on the order of eight-ish plus weeks. And so it's a, it's a game of ideally getting your booster two weeks before you'd be exposed. But of course, nobody, nobody knows when that will be. So I take it this way. I'm holding right now on my own because I'm very careful. I'm not dining indoors. I wear a proper mask properly, wash my hands. If that were not the case for me, I would say get a booster because what's likely to happen is that BA2 is going to spike and then come back down. But right behind that, we've got BA4, BA5, XD, XF, and XE. Good grief. Okay. Oh, wow. Other I don't like all that. those numbers and letters. Oy. Um, yeah. Dr. Poland, yeah, we're supposed to be heading to Italy in early uh, June. Um, one of our friends turning 50, that was three years ago. It's been postponed <laughs> for the past couple oh, of years. Yeah. And so she determined to try to get that uh, birthday trip in this year. But I had a theory. I talked about this with Jordana on the air yesterday. Much like a color-coded weather map that has watches and warnings, are we going to get into a situation? We obviously have to live with this thing. It's going to be with us indefinitely. But where, just like you check the weather map and say, all right, there's a severe storm warning. Maybe I should do X, Y, and Z. Oh, there's a tornado watch. Okay, maybe I won't go golfing this evening. Um, Is it going to be like that, or should it be like that, that depending on where you are, what county you're in, what county you're visiting, you adjust your defensive procedures, mask or no mask, based on where you are and how prevalent the virus is where you are? Is that realistic? That's a, that's a really nice way to put it, Paul. I, I, I kind of like that. The, the one difference is that, you know, you don't, let's say you went out to eat. You don't know who's sitting at the table next to you, right? Maybe they just flew in yeah. from, from France or something like that. But, but the idea of community burden of transmission, which is really what you're getting at, is an important one, along with, you know, your personal history. How likely are you to get into serious trouble? Where we're going to end up with this eventually is much like influenza. 
We're going to have a baseline number of cases. We'll get our vaccines. There'll be better vaccines than what than what fluke sometimes is. But right now we're kind of chasing our tail with it because people are pretending the pandemic is over. And so, you know, I read you that long list of of variants. We're just generating variant after variant because we're not doing what we should, which is right now to continue to mask and to take uh, precautions. That doesn't mean you can't go out and do things. You can. You just have to do it wisely. It's like putting your seatbelt on when you get in the car. That's just wise. Right. Okay. That was actually my next question. We know that Philadelphia has reinstated a mask mandate. Um, the airports yeah. and airlines have extended it to, I believe it's at least May 3rd, because it was supposed to expire at April 18th, uh, the masking yeah. mandate. So, I mean, is that your, I know New York City's considering it after um, Philly did it. I mean, people are ready to get over it and, and be back to normal. Uh, what are your thoughts on these mask mandates and should we take well, it more seriously? Yeah, I think we should, Jordana. I think it's premature to just, and, and every modeling study shows this, and every country that has abandoned masking and these precautions before we did have suffered for it. Philadelphia has had an increase of 70% in their cases over the last 10 days. New York and New Jersey in the 60-65%. Now, fortunately, as Paul mentioned uh, earlier in the hour, the, the death rate does not appear to be going up. In fact, it seems to be falling. So, you know, it's, it's probably not the case for the average healthy person that they're going to die if they get it. That's not the real issue. The issue is continuing to transmit it, continuing to generate new variants and the complications. And uh, do, do we have... 15 seconds for me to just run yes. through those quickly. Yes, yeah, please. Not, o- not only long COVID, but some elegant studies showing even with mild infection, a 2 to 3% shrinkage in gray matter, about a 40% increased risk of developing diabetes, a significant risk for the 12 months after infection of any of 20 different cardiovascular diseases, and about a 35% chance of developing a mental health diagnosis. So, so, and, and then, of course, long COVID, as we popularly call it. So the issue right now for the average person is not so much the risk of dying. It's the risk that they'll pass it on to somebody else who might get really sick, of, sick from it. But it's more your risk of the complications that you're being set up for as a result of having had this infection. We're speaking with Dr. Gregory Poland, vaccinologist at the Mayo Clinic. Um, Dr. Poland, are you saying that everybody who contracts COVID, no matter what variant, is at risk for all of these complications that you're saying? Like all of us that got Omicron over Christmas, we're at high risk of these complications that you just mentioned? You're you're at risk. For example, uh, if you look at... um, uh, blood clots, your risk of having a blood clot that goes to your lung is 33 times higher. Uh, your risk of a blood clot in your calf is about five times higher. Your risk of a new cardiovascular diagnosis would be two, three-ish per thousand people. So it doesn't mean everybody will get it, but of course you don't get to pick whether you're the one that gets it or not. So, so that's why we take this seriously. And, you know, it's, it's, unequally distributed it tends to happen more often in women 
tends not to happen in the very young, more the adults uh, than anybody. But, you know, uh, some very sad cases of uh, vigorous, healthy people who are now not able to work or who feel significantly compromised in the quality of their life as a result of this. So it's something that I take seriously. Dr. Poland, I know we're out of time, but I'm going to just mention CDC confirms three and a half million Americans died last year, the deadliest year in U.S. history. Yes. And 416,000 people died just last year from COVID. COVID, the third leading cause of death behind cancer, behind heart disease, the third leading cause of grief. And I, I can't imagine the shockwaves, you know, the number of, of, of kids that are mourning their parents, their grandparents. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I worry about not only the physical implications and complications that you just listed, but the mental health. Um, yeah. What, my, what's, uh, what's my, daughter's a me- my daughter's a mental health and uh, trauma specialist, and she was one of the first to say to the media, we're going to face a, a pandemic of mental health issues. And unfortunately, she turned out to be right. In fact, I think it's one out of every 450 or something like that U.S. kids has lost a parent or a caretaker. I mean, this, this will have devastating reverberations through, through our society. Violence has gone up. Uh, substance abuse has gone up. Um, th- these are... <laughs> STDs have gone up. I mean, there, there are a whole series of ramifications for this. I, I have concerns that in young uh, kids, infants and toddlers, are we going to see behavioral and learning disabilities as a result of early uh, age uh, infection with this virus? So there's a lot to learn here, and we would be foolish to think that the only thing we need to worry about are deaths. Deaths are a hard outcome. We can measure it easily. But how do you measure somebody who has COVID, thinks it was mild, and develops a cardiac arrhythmia like atrial fibrillation a month or two later? You know, that's a, Does that's the risk a go down? Does the risk go down the further you get out from having COVID, or is it a lifetime yes. risk? Well, uh, the, the neurologic may be lifetime, but the cardiovascular and other risks uh, is highest with the acute phase of the infection and then tends to fade out over time. So it, it's a little like smoking, if I can use that analogy. If you quit smoking, in theory, your lungs are in much better shape 10, 20 years down the road, right? So, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Now, some of, some of the end organ damage can be permanent, fibrosis in the heart or lungs. Uh, that won't that that won't reverse. You, can, you can't reverse that, at least as we know right now. But um, but the new onset of a complication, the risk of that decreases the farther you are out from your infection. Always enlightening, a little bit frightening. But Dr. Poland, we are always grateful to talk to you. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, sir. Uh, thank you. Thanks for what you guys do. This helps the public. And that's the whole point. Thank you, Dr. Poland. That's right. Okay. Bye-bye. Now we know. Now we know. I I struggle with this because I agree on some level with people who say we have to get on with our life, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, but you can. You can get on with your life, get a vaccine, wear a mask. Sure, get on with your life. Yeah. But it's still, I think we still don't know what we don't know about this virus. I know. What's going to happen? What's next? I'm I'm a perennial optimist most days, but you know after that interview, it's like, oof, okay, maybe we're uh, 
Maybe we're celebrating celebrating a little bit prematurely here, but um, mm-hmm. and and we're not going to know. You know, we still don't know the long term effects of COVID. It's only been around since you know for for three years on this planet in humans. So we don't know the total long term effects. But the fact that they're seeing some of this is such a good reason to get your vaccine. It's hard to avoid COVID altogether. I came down with, with COVID. Thank God I didn't have any of those effects. And hopefully my risk is lessening as we, you know, move forward. But it, it, more good reason to try and avoid it at all costs. And yeah. moving on with your life can be done with vaccines and proper precautions. Hand washing, masking. I think we can all Just do that. Common sense. Yeah. Common sense. Yeah.